it's the middle of the day that is the hardest to be productive. I feel like mornings we can do pretty good with your morning routine. You're getting going. You're like, yeah, and you, you know, do great. And then the evening is your wind down time where you shouldn't have to be as productive. And it's somewhere in the middle of the day where we're really trying to make the things happen, get the things done, and it can be really hard. So today I have eight tips to boost that daytime productivity. And this is for anyone during the day, but I'm especially looking at and thinking about work-from-home moms, anyone who works or is trying to get stuff done during the day, this is your time to make the things happen. These are some strategies and tips that will just help you boost that productivity and accomplish more. Welcome to the Balancing Busy Podcast, where I help time-starved business owners cut their hours without losing income, dropping the ball with clients, or hurting the customer experience. I'm your host, Leah Remelay. Since 2009, I've built six and seven-figure income streams while working part-time hours. This is possible and you are capable. So let's jump in. So tip number one is get dressed. The research has proven that we are more productive when we get dressed, when we feel ready for the day. So even if you're not going anywhere, you are not going to leave the house. Getting dressed can make you feel more productive. You're going to feel more energized and you're going to be ready to tackle the day. There's some really interesting research about how When we have different attire for different tasks, it's a trigger to our brain to say, okay, brain, now it's time to do this. So when we put on the workout clothes and we actually work out, we're telling our brain, when I put this on, boost your energy, let's go, because we're about to you know, move our body. When I take off my makeup and put on my pajamas, I'm telling my brain, it's relaxed time. It's quiet time. We're going to go to sleep. And when I get dressed and I'm like feeling good and ready, it's like, okay, let's go. We are getting things done. Number two, set up a workspace. Having a dedicated workspace can help you stay focused and organized. It also helps to create those mental boundaries between work and home life. I think it's just really important to recognize that we claim and talk about, you know, this laptop lifestyle, be able to work from anywhere. And yeah, that sounds really, really cool. And I do love the idea of having the flexibility, but even Even when we had our travel year, I still had a space, a workspace for when I needed to get work done. That was often Starbucks. Like I knew, oh, I'm going to go find a Starbucks and I'm going to get work done. I remember being in Japan, in Tokyo, and leaving our little tiny flat. Oh my gosh, you guys, it was the tiniest little flat you can ever imagine, like ever. I mean, Tokyo, the the apartments are just so, so tiny. And so it had this itty bitty kitchen that was like smaller than my closet and a little tiny bedroom and then a, an open space, which had a futon couch and it was for, a, it was for five. And so there were mattresses laid out like side by side next to each other. And the kids would have so much fun, like doing somersaults and jumps across the mattresses. I mean, it was just so, so tiny. There was nowhere in that little tiny flat to have my my own workspace and not be a hundred percent distracted because of all the other voices. And I'm that person where I work 
in complete silence. I don't have background music. I like people who are like, they watch TV shows while they work. I'm like, how is that possible? Like, how on earth are you effective? I don't know. Maybe that's you. I don't get how that's possible. And this is probably also very much my dyslexic ADHD brain, but no way. I have to have complete silence and be like able to just focus in. And so there was no way that little flat was going to do it for me. So I would go to Starbucks and I would, you know, walk from our little flat and walk down and go into the Starbucks and I'd put on my headphones and just find a quiet corner. And that was my workspace. So even with a laptop lifestyle, I think you have to have a designated workspace even still. Like it just helps us to be more effective when we're trying to get get her done. Okay, number three is scheduling in breaks. If you want to be more productive, then don't forget to take time for a break, to relax, to stand up, to stretch. The research is really, really clear. The longer we try to keep going, the more ineffective we become. So I like to just use timers and I set a timer and I'm like, okay, this is what I'm working on for the next 45 or 50 minutes. And then when the timer goes off, I get up, even if it's just for a couple minutes and I, you know, do like a couple yoga, right? I'm like quick swan dive or whatever. And I stand up and move around a bit, go fill up my water, whatever it might be. And then I come back. But scheduling in breaks or resets is really, really powerful. There has been some research around kids and recess and how they are able to have longer attention spans, listen to the teacher, be less disruptive and distractive after recess, after they've had a moment to, you know, jump around and move and then come back. And I don't think we grow out of that. I think we as grownups are the same way. And the more we try to force ourselves to just keep going the more ineffective we become. And if you catch yourself where all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I'm on my phone. I'm scrolling and I didn't even mean to do that. You probably needed a break. And that is maybe not the most effective break. Standing up, moving around, and then coming back where we don't go into the vortex of social media and all of a sudden, you know, your five or 10 minute break just became 30 minutes. It's a little more effective to just set a timer and then stand up, move around, and then come back. Number four, Don't go off of a giant to-do list. Instead, create your daily five. So we have a planner that I designed, and it's this notepad. And I love it being a notepad because I don't get so stuck on every single day. I'm just like, okay, for today, what am I going to do? And I write it on my notepad. I rip off that piece of paper, and that's what I'm going off. And there's a spot for the daily five. And I've been using this for years, and I just really believe that we do better on a smaller list. Number one, when we have these super long lifts, we never get to really feel accomplished because you never get to the bottom of it. And number two, we have a tendency to go a lot lower down on the list with things that really aren't important, but they make us feel like we're being productive when really it's not actually producing the results that we want. Real productivity is about producing results around our biggest goals, around what we really want. And so by having a daily five, it forces me to get really focused in on the most important things that I could do to move the needle forward. So number four tip is create your daily five, three to five things 
and get those done. Now, if you get all five done, fine. Add another five. I very, very, very rarely get past five. I mean, day before vacation, but the rest of the time, not so much. So really hone in your to-do list to the most important things and start with those. And then if you get them done, then you can add more. And I have an ongoing running bigger list. It's just out of sight. It's not something I'm looking at. It's not sitting next to me. It's like, oh, these are all things. And then I could go look at that and be like, oh, I have more time. I'll add more to it. Okay. Tip number five is around taking ownership of your time. Own your time. It is really easy to get distracted. And I think it, it's easy in any, in any scenario. I don't think, I don't think even saying it's easy to get distracted when you work from home because I'm like, I think it's easy to get distracted in an office. I mean, there's so many people. I've had so many conversations with people post COVID where, you know, they had all this time where they were working from home and then they want their, their employer wants them to go back into the office and they're like, I am so much less productive because people are stopping by my desk all the time. So I think it's easy to get distracted no matter what. We live in a world of distraction. And we need to be very clear and very honest about the fact that there are some mega billion dollar companies whose entire focus, their goal is to distract us. It is to keep us on their platforms because that is how they get rich. But it's not how you get rich. You do not get rich hanging out on their platform. You might get entertained. You might be able to numb out. You might smile. Or maybe it even just ticks you off and makes you mad. But you are not getting rich sitting on their platform, but they are. And so their goal is to keep you there. That means that we need to be very intentional and take back our power and our control by putting in triggers, putting in strategies, putting in systems to keep us from getting distracted. And that really just comes down to setting boundaries. And those boundaries can be in a lot of places. It can be not having notifications on. It can be putting your phone in a drawer. It can be when I'm working on something, I mean, email is closed down. Messages is closed down. Notifications are all gone. Um, My phone is hidden away because I want to stay all in. I don't want to get distracted. But it's also goes further than that. And there's also the part about like our family members who might need to understand, hey, during this time, I need you to let me work. You can't come in and ask me questions because then you have to start all over getting into that zone. And the way I do that is I put my office hours on my door. My office hours are right there taped on my door and I'll hear their little feet come down and look at the office hours and, oh, okay, mom's coming out at noon. I can wait till noon. The other thing that I have that is so amazing, Taylor got me this for Christmas, and it's one of my favorite gifts I've gotten in a really long time. I love it. I have a little light that is on the outside of my door, next to my door, and then I control it from my computer. So green means you're welcome to come in. You can walk in the office, and red means you can't interrupt mom right now or wife right now. Honestly, Taylor's the worst, okay? I love you, honey, but you are the worst and I know you know it, so this is not a surprise. He 
is the number one culprit for interrupting. Like I'm doing an interview, I'm working with a client and that door opens and I'm like, go. And so it's probably like mostly for him, but if it's red light, you cannot come in right now. And if it's green light, you're welcome to come in. And then there's other lights too. So yellow can be like, I'm working. If you really, really need me, you can come in. But if you don't, you know, look at the office hours, you'll know when I'm coming back. So controlling time and controlling those distractions is really, really important. And that's two ways that I do it. Okay. Tip number six is setting realistic goals for your day. And this, I think, kind of goes into back into tip four, not having those huge, huge lists. And then the tendency is to go to things that really aren't urgent and they're not those needle movers that are going to push you towards your goal. Tip six is just making sure you're realistic about that day and what you can accomplish and what really is feasible for you versus thinking that we can get way more done than we actually can in a day. And when we're setting really unrealistic goals for the day, we're setting ourselves up for failure. We're setting ourselves up to just end the day really feeling like, oh, I didn't get enough done. But maybe you actually did. Maybe you did amazing. So achievable goals that you can work towards and just an achievable goal for that day. I really want to record three solo podcast episodes and I have one call. And that's that's the goal. That's the day. I'm not trying to add a thousand things into it. That brings us to tip number seven. So we have two tips left. Tip number seven is know your plan for the rest of the day. I feel like this one took me longer than it should have to figure out, but you're not going to be your most productive if even subconsciously you are worrying about the end of the day, knowing dinner, knowing schedules, knowing where you need to be for the kids or whatever that looks like. This is where doing a little bit of work and meal planning can make a really big impact being able to feel more productive. So I just work better when I know exactly what the plan for dinner is, even if it's just me accepting and embracing that it's going to be takeout or it's, you know, me knowing that it's going to be this certain super simple dinner that I'm going to throw in the pan. It's a one pan dish and throw out there and it's going to be ready in 15 minutes or whatever that might look like. Knowing what the plan is as a family who has what, just being aware of all that. When I know the plan for the rest of the day, I'm more productive in the day. So that is really a combo of two things. The first is sitting down at the beginning of the week and mapping it out. So for example, we were mapping out our meal plan for this week, okay? And I'm recording this the it's July 31st, Monday. I'm recording it for coming into the first week of August is when I'm recording it. And we're looking at our schedule and we're like, okay, Monday needs to be a really fast, easy dinner because we're going to be out on the boat. And Tuesday, the Taylor is taking a bunch of the youth from our church out on the boat, a bunch of the boys. So that's going to be a fast, easy dinner. Wednesday, we're having people over. And so we were thinking about, okay, what do we want to do fun? Like that's going to be the big dinner that we make. And we're all trying to decide what we wanted to make. I don't remember what we were saying about Thursday, but Friday, you know, we're just going to keep it really simple. We know we're going to have people coming into town, staying with us. And so 
I'm planning based on the activities, based on what the day is looking like and is going to probably feel like or what I'm anticipating that it's going to feel like. But by knowing a plan for the rest of the day, me being able to be sitting here right now and I am recording solo podcasts, but I'm not distracted by, shoot, what am I going to do for dinner? What's our plan? What are we doing tonight? Where's everybody going to be? It helps me to just zone in better and have more focus. So know your plan for the rest of the day. And that takes a little bit of work ahead of time, either in the morning, you could really simply just look at the calendar, get an idea of everything, know what it is. If you didn't make a plan for dinner, just embrace that it's going to be pizza or whatever and just be okay with that. But knowing your plan for how that those hours like late afternoon and night, knowing the plan for that helps you to not be subconsciously worrying about things that maybe you don't even really realize that you are giving energy to. And the very last tip, tip number eight, to help us to be more productive in the day part of our day is using technology to your advantage. So technology is either going to be a disadvantage or it's going to be an advantage. And we need to take back our power and make sure that we're using it as an advantage. So leveraging technology to stay more productive, maybe that's through special apps that you're using or online tools or just simply having all notifications off. Honestly, uh, hands down, the best way that I can use technology to my advantage is to put it away, (laughs) is to not look at it. That's really the best way. If I'm working on a project on my computer, I have everything else minimized. So I'm only thinking about and looking about this one thing. But, you know, I utilize timers. I utilize a lot of really simple things. I don't overcomplicate. But I know that there are really great apps out there. There are um, online tools out there. So just testing and trying and figuring out how you can make sure that you're using technology to your advantage and not allowing technology to suck you in and become a disadvantage. So those are our eight tips to boost productivity for your day. And I am really excited to hear which ones you're going to try, which ones you're most excited about, which one was the most aha. Now, I don't think any of these are rocket science where you're like, oh my gosh, that's so profound. But sometimes we just need to hear it in a new way. We hear it just a little bit differently or we're in the right place to receive it. And it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm doing that. No wonder it's getting in the way of my productivity, of me producing the results that I'm after. So I'm excited. I love hearing from you. It makes me feel like this truly is a community and that I get to be part of your success story, which is what I am after. So leave me a DM, reply to one of my newsletters, or you know, leave a five-star review and tell me how much you love this podcast. I would love that too. Okay. Thank you so much for being part of Balancing Busy and listening to this episode where we are really about helping you do less but better so that you do not have to choose between your growth, your success, your dreams, and the rest of your life because we should be able to have both, not have to choose or. It's not I can either be successful or I can have a great home life. We want and. That's what we're after. And when we implement all these different needle movers, we get there. All right. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much.